0: Hi, I'm Cassie Haynes. And I'm Jean Friedman Rudowski.
1: We're co executive directors of Resolve Philly.
0: We're a relatively new organization, and our goal is to transform communities by rethinking journalism who does the reporting, what gets reported and why, and how stories are conceived and framed.
1: As we think about the future of journalism, our hope is that newsrooms will be more collaborative, rooted in equity, and driven by community voices and solutions. And we're committed to doing everything we can to push journalism in this direction.
0: So we wanted to create this podcast series as a way to tell you about Resolve Philly, who we are, what's important to us, how that shapes our work, and where we're headed.
1: We're a journalism organization, but we sit at the intersection of a number of industries and fields. We partner with community-based organizations, academic institutions, and researchers. Some of our partners include legacy newsrooms, as well as digital-first outlets, and Alana Media, which I'll define. That's Arab, Latinx, African, Asian, and Native American media organizations.
0: You might be familiar with our work already, The Reentry Project and Broken Philly, but Even if you know some of our programs, how we operate as an organization and what we're striving for is probably not clear.
1: We really value transparency. And over these next five episodes, we hope to make our work more understandable. And we also want this to be beneficial to others in the field.
0: People look to us for guidance as leaders in the local journalism space. And so hopefully this is useful to
1: you. We're learning along the way too, building the plane as we fly it. On each of the next five episodes, we're going to dig deeper into one of our priorities, which include collaborative solutions journalism, sustainability, practicing allyship, transforming how communities engage with news and information, and building a community of leaders.
0: And throughout the series, we'll hit on what we've learned so far as an organization and as leaders, how we plan to measure the impact of our work, and what we hope to see as a result. We're going to hear from a lot of different people who help tell the story of who we are and where we're headed.
1: Right now, we're going to tell you about why we're even here working together doing this project.
0: So people ask us all the time, how did you two meet? How did this get started? And the fact is, we met because of our kids.
1: So our kids are best friends. They're tiny besties. And um, my wife and I moved back to Philadelphia after moving away from Philadelphia for a few years in 2017. And our daughter started at the same preschool with Jean's son. And we didn't know anybody in the neighborhood and um, went to her son's birthday party. And that's I think that's the first time that we really um, we really spoke.
0: Yep. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) And so after that, we started becoming friends. Um, And soon, I would say a few months later, Cassie got a job with the city.
1: Yeah, I started as the deputy executive director of the Office of Community Empowerment and Opportunity, which is the city's anti-poverty agency. And um, actually, on my It was my first week of work when the reentry blueprint happened, which was the culminating event of the initial project that led to Resolve Philly. Um, And so I was I was in this new position and Jean was um, this big superstar journalist doing all of this awesome stuff. And I wanted to learn more about how in my capacity working for the city, we could collaborate.
0: And the way we truly started working together was as the reentry project was ending up, the reentry project was our first big collaborative solutions journalism initiative, 13 newsroom partners focusing on the challenges and solutions to prisoner reentry in Philly. That concluded, and we were taking this collaborative solutions-oriented model into its second year. And the newsroom partners got together to decide on the topic that we were going to focus on next. And after a day-long meeting of thinking about, and after having gotten input from voices all over the city about what we should be focusing our work on, we landed on poverty and economic mobility as our next topics. And one of the first things I did was to call up Cassie and say, I'm going to be the editor about a reporting project on poverty. What do I need to know?
1: And I told her everything she needed. to <laughs> Just kidding. I did not, <laughs> um, but but around the same time, I had been following um, really closely a group of researchers that had been convened by the Gates Foundation as part of the U.S. Partnership on Mobility from Poverty. It was a two-year project that Gates funded, and it was twenty-four poverty experts from around the country all working to answer the question what would it take to dramatically increase mobility from poverty so this big you know noble open ended question that these you know poverty experts were studying and they came up with a three part definition of economic mobility and a five-part strategy for addressing it. And I really, you know, they, they wrote a bunch of white papers that were super interesting, but I really gravitated to this definition that they used, which encompassed not only financial success, but also agency and autonomy and power and value in the community and all of these things that I felt like were missing from municipal Poverty mitigation strategies like we don't talk about solutions that increase agency and power and value in the community in the same way that we talk about solutions that increase financial success. And so I was really struck by this idea of all of these newsrooms coming together and really, you know, kind of lifting up these solutions, community-based solutions. Um, I started learning more about solutions journalism in general and, you know, the idea of first-person narrative. And I put experts in quotes because there was nobody with lived experience of economic hardship. That's me making an assumption. But I can Almost guarantee that none of those twenty-four individuals, as a part of the partnership, were currently experiencing economic hardship or immobility. And so, this idea that this work would be an opportunity for folks who who are experiencing the challenge to be recognized as parts of the solution, I think was was something that really drew me to. You know, the, I was I was super excited about how we could work together, um, and I also wanted to leave my job. <laughs> So, <laughs> I was ready. I was it, I was ready. <laughs>
0: yeah, Cassie is pretty ready to leave her job. <laughs> sort of an understatement. <laughs> so we, over the the first few months of Broken Philly, we would talk. We would find ourselves at the same conferences and speaking events, and ended up having this kind of like recurring conversation about you know the power of. Journalism, in terms of transforming communities, in terms of encouraging economic mobility in communities that are experiencing serious financial hardship. And I was also at a point where I am a journalist, I have a community organizing background, and those are the two skill sets that I hold. And suddenly I found myself not just the editor of a project, but also
1: the ED of a new organization. She's being really modest. Those are two of many, many, many skill sets that you have.
0: (laughs) Still the professional skill sets. Um, And I... I wasn't, I knew I could not do it alone. There was no way that I was going to be able to both kind of manage the editorial day to day of this project and also create this new organization, Resolve Philly, which I didn't even really know what direction it should head in. And so as Cassie and I started talking and getting to know each other, I realized her incredibly extensive background. She is a lawyer. She has an MPH. She has been an executive director. She's fundraised millions of dollars. She is passionate about processes and strategic plans and all of the things that were really new to me. And so the idea of working together was super exciting because she brought that wealth of skills and expertise along with the passion for the actual work and brilliant ideas for that work too. And it just seemed like, wow, What could we accomplish if we work
1: together? A lot is the answer. (laughs) Like a lot. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think how we came together and and how we have figured out how to lead this organization together is – Part of what we're actually, I mean, it's part of our strategy to communicate that out and to share that. And there were a lot of raised eyebrows when we were like, yeah, co directorialship like, yeah, co-leadership. It's so good. We're going to do this. And people were like... Yeah, but who's really in charge? <laughs> like, but who's really going to make the decisions? Like this idea of shared leadership was so wild that folks couldn't quite fathom how this would happen. And um, we invested very early, thanks to uh, a grant from the Philadelphia Foundation, in a leadership coach. And so the two of us worked with an executive leadership coach for about eight months, and that was you know a monumental impact on on what we've been able to accomplish since joining forces and where we, I mean, you're you're about to like go on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that, you know, it's actually fine. Like it's actually totally fine. Our staff is fine. Our operations are fine in large part because we've built a structure that makes it fine. It's not just the two of us. And I mean, we're, we're individually amazing. Um, <laughs> And so it'll all be fine because of that. But I think that the investment that we've made as a team in the structure to support our organization and the governance and the, and the staff in how we develop the leadership capacity of those who, with whom we work, I think that's why it's fine. And there's a lot to be proud of in that. So to give you all sense of
0: like the timeline and really actually how much we've grown and then what we've been able to achieve in such a relatively short amount of time, the beginning of Broken Philly was early 2018. After we had that meeting with all of the reporting partners and I called Cassie to say, what should I know about being the editor of a reporting project on poverty was in January of 2018. We decided to work together that summer Cassie's first day as co-executive director was August 6th of 2018 so we're now less than a year and a half out from that up until nine months ago it was just Cassie and me and now at the end of 2019 we are a full-time
1: staff of seven people. About to be eight we have our eighth full-time employee starting in January. Which is great. I mean, it's been such an amazing amount of growth and expansion this year. We're really excited for now that we have the, the full complement of our team, at least for the time being. We're really excited about how that translates into the work we'll be able to accomplish together in 2020 and beyond. We're really excited. We have a lot of confidence in the impact that we're going to have and the abilities of our team and our partners. We're excited about some of the newer initiatives that we are getting kicked off in a more public way. We've been brewing a lot of new work in the background uh, for the last 12 months. And so 2020 really presents an opportunity for us to lead with that and to show everybody who's kind of had this idea of, of a little bit who we are and a little bit what we do with more more clarity, with more engagement, um, you know, exactly what we're thinking in 2020.
0: So stick with us. It's five episodes. We promise it's not going to be boring. And you're really going to understand our work a lot better after you listen through. But before we end, we want to thank the folks who enable our daily work to happen, our awesome and generous funders. They are the Knight Foundation, the Lenfest Institute for Journalism, Independence Public Media the Solutions Journalism Network, WinCode Foundation, the News Integrity Initiative, the Kahneman-Treisman Center for Behavioral Science and Public Policy at Princeton University,
1: and the Philadelphia Foundation. Thank you to Stephanie Marutis of Kuvenda Media and to Brad Linder, our producers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can find us on the web at resolvephilly.org and follow us on Twitter at @resolvephilly. If this is exciting to you, if you learned something, if you want to tell us more about your work and what you're doing or to plug in in any other way, we really encourage you to reach out on Twitter. Or if you hate this too. Or if you hate it. If this doesn't if this is the most ineffective way of communicating, please let us know. <laughs>